Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Down by the bay, down by the bay, where the watermelons grow, where the watermelons grow, back to my home, back to my home. I dare not go, I dare not go, for if I do, for if I do, my mama would say, my mama would say, did you ever see a moose kissing a goose down by the bay? I have zero clue where that song came from. I say this every single week, but... Maybe that means something. Maybe that song is significant to you in your childhood. I don't think that there are going to be any crazy, deep, spiritual meanings coming from this song. I could be wrong, though. I definitely could be wrong. So how are you doing today? (laughs) I am feeling tired. Do I always say this every week? I had a lot of energy yesterday and today, the day before, not so much. And then today I'm tired again. I'll blame it on the eclipse, okay? Oh, I should have sang total eclipse of the heart. Who is that? Who sings that song? Um, But yeah, the eclipse, I don't know. I'm feeling the eclipse energy today. So I'm just going to listen to my body. Don't have a lot on the agenda, thankfully, today, other than getting this podcast recorded and edited. It is Thursday. You will be receiving this on Friday. But I hope you are doing well and you are navigating these energies and just allowing yourself to rest and listening to your body this week. Before we get into today's episode on spirits, (laughs) spirit attachment release, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I just launched my Introduction to Breathwork Masterclass. I'm super excited to be offering this. I have been teaching breathwork to students for years. I have taught it, well, just recently to my colleagues, but I've also taught it online before to different groups, and I'm excited to be offering it through my business, and it is a modality that has really supported me so much, and I just feel like learning to breathe correctly learning to control our breath and our breathing patterns can have a tremendous impact on our impact on our overall health, our mental health. And a lot of us don't realize that the way we are breathing is directly affecting our health and our emotional state. And also that our emotional state can have an effect on the way we breathe. It's it can be a vicious cycle, but we will get into that in my 2-hour masterclass. I will talk all about the science of breath. We will talk about how our breath impacts every aspect of our life or our lives. And I'll be teaching you some introductory breathing techniques to help you gain more control over your life, over your mental health, and over your stress. And it's amazing how these simple techniques can allow you to shift and shift out of that stress state and into a more restful, peaceful state. 
So I'm really excited to be sharing this modality with you that I'm very passionate about. And uh, at the end, we'll be doing, I'll lead you through, you know, I'll go through all the techniques we'll practice, and then I'll lead you through a guided session of breath work, which is beautiful to pair with meditation. A lot of times people who have difficulty meditating really find that they resonate with breath work. Okay. And it actually can help people drop into their meditations more deeply when you start with breath work. It prepares the body, allows it to shift into the parasympathetic and into a more restful state. And then after that guided breathwork sequence, we will be doing a Reiki experience, healing experience. So it's going to be a very healing to our masterclass and leaving this, this course, this class, you will also have uh, some guided breathwork sequences that I will be sending you that you can use because I think it's really important when you are starting a new habit um, to not have to think too much. And for me, anytime that I'm starting anything new, I like to have something that's guided. Like when I got into meditation, I wanted to do guided meditations. It's just, it's kind of feels like you're having your hand held and, you know, eventually you may want to let go of the guided, uh, meditations, breathwork sequences. But I feel like when you're starting out with a new habit, it's so beneficial to have something that's guided. So you don't have to think about it. You just know, okay, it's going to be five minutes, going to be 10 minutes. I'm just pressing play and I'm going along with it. And that's it because the fewer decisions you have to make, the, you know, it's going to have let, you're going to encounter less resistance. And when you are implementing a new habit, that is the biggest hurdle is overcoming that resistance because your ego is going to present resistance. Okay. Your ego doesn't want you doing new things, trying new things. Your ego just wants to keep you safe in the same predictable patterns. So if you are feeling called to breathwork, I would love to have you in the two-hour masterclass. It's April 30th at 1 p.m. Atlantic time. So that's 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. That is, let's see here, 11, 11 Central Standard Time and 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join live, the replay will be available and you can have that to watch as many times as you want at your own convenience. You can do the, the Reiki guided session with the, the breath work and the Reiki experience. You have that to watch as many times as you like. You always receive a healing every time you watch. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. As well, just a reminder that I have a Reiki level one and two training coming up May 6th and 7th. It's on a Saturday and Sunday an all day intensive, all weekend intensive training. And at the end of the training, you will be certified as a level two practitioner and you could open a business, you could charge money. I, I know a lot of people don't have that intention and they come in for so many different reasons. This is a beautiful course if you are on the healing path, if you are interested in self-healing and it's just so empowering to to be able to learn a modality that you can use to support your own healing and also to support the healing of those around you. If you are feeling stuck in your life, if you know something needs to change, something needs to shift, I guarantee if you come to a Reiki training, things will shift. And sometimes they don't shift right away. For me, I have noticed that even in the week after I've noticed shifts happening, but 
with some of my trainings, it took a bit longer, but whenever I look back at all of my Reiki trainings that I've gone through, I can see the evidence of how this energy has worked with me and worked with my life and just uncovered what needed to be uncovered, brought to the surface what needed to be healed. And it's really amazing when you when I look back and see the evolution, see the growth and progress that I have experienced personally um, with regards to healing and my spirituality. So if you are kind of craving something more, you know that there's something that you know, there's more to life. There's something that is maybe missing. You you might feel stuck or stagnant. This course, if it's calling to you at all, it's for a reason. So trust the nudge and I would love to connect with you and have you in our group. For all my courses and training, you can just head to the show notes and I'll link everything up there as well. I have my one-to-one sessions as well. If that's something more up your alley right now, um, then I would love to work with you in that capacity. So let's get into today's topic on spirit attachments. And yet again, was not planning on talking about this today, but I saw something on my Instagram feed this morning and I posted it. And then when I was kind of getting ready to figure out what I was going to talk about today, this just popped into my head again. I'm like, you know what? this might be a sign that I'm supposed to be talking about some spirit attachments today. And I'll just read. It's from at Roya Darling on Instagram, her post. She said, during times of strong incoming energy, and that would be right now when we have like eclipse, uh, new moon and retrograde, mercury retrograde, that's a lot of energy. (laughs) That's a lot of energetic stuff going on. So she said, during times of strong incoming energy, people's entity attachments become more obvious, louder, and more aggressive. If you're noticing this in yourself or in others, remember to clear your field, your home, and reinforce your boundary. Also ask for help from your angels. So if I'm being honest, and if I'm honest, na, 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 how much I want this. You know that Br- the Braden Bale song that I was obsessed with? If you follow my stories, <laughs> Brad, I even did a reel to it. And if I'm honest, isn't that how the song goes? Okay, sorry. Um, but if I'm being honest, I didn't really believe in spirit attachments or entities. I don't know. It's just for me, that was really hard to wrap my head, head around. I was pretty skeptical, uh, didn't really understand or just kind of felt like it was kind of a scare tactic. I don't know, something kind of fear-based and I really didn't buy into it. And through my Reiki trainings and even during my Reiki training, I will admit I was skeptical. I honestly was. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being skeptical and questioning things. And it wasn't like during, during your Reiki master training, you learn a spirit attachment release. Okay. You learn a technique to actually release spirits. And I've learned different techniques. I've learned even in my animal Reiki master training, we, uh, learn how to do, uh, an entity release, which is called the animal Reiki extraction technique. And I remember learning in my original Holy Fire Reiki Master Training, learning the spirit release technique. And I didn't know if I'd be using it with clients. I wasn't really sure. And then moving forward, I had people starting to come. I wasn't even advertising it at first, but had people coming to me saying that they felt like they had an attachment and wondering if I could help. 
So I took this as a sign because I didn't have people coming to me before I knew this technique. And then out of the blue, I started having people gravitating to me. And what I noticed when I touched base with my clients after our session is that many of them felt so much lighter. Okay. They felt like a weight had been lifted after I did the release. Um, they just felt a renewed sense of vitality, um, can different conditions improved and especially just an overall feeling of lightness and feeling more positive about their life. And when I started to get this feedback, I realized, okay, there's something to this. Okay. This makes sense because again, I needed some proof and I, I, I was skeptical and then I started seeing the positive results of clearing, you know, releasing these attachments and seeing the difference in my clients. So then I started to, to become a believer. So I guess before we get too much into this, we need to talk about what is a spirit attachment. Okay. What is, what is an attachment? Sometimes you hear the word entity or intrusion but a spirit attachment is usually a sort of entity that has become lost, okay? That has not crossed over, has not transitioned, and then now needs a life force, like a source of energy, okay, on this realm because they did not transition, they did not cross over. And there are, so a lot of the times when we're talking about spirit attachments, it's not anything scary. And that's the thing. It's important to take fear out of the equation. Most of these spirits are confused. Okay. They are lost and they just need to be redirected and guided, um, to a place where they can heal completely and transition. And that's where I come in the technique that I use is very compassionate and it allows these spirits to transition and be forgiven and healed. Okay. If they need forgiveness and to heal completely, some of these spirits don't even realize that they've attached to, they are just looking for an energy source. Some do, some are ancestors that have that, you know, have a relation to you. Okay. And they, you know, if someone was very resistant when they were transitioning to the other side, they were, did not want to go, did not want to die. Then there is a chance that, that, you know, that spirit didn't transition and is now kind of stuck on this realm where they need an energy source. Okay. They need a source of life force energy because they don't have their own anymore. Okay. Their body is gone. They don't have their own connection to life force energy. So they need to find a, a source of energy on this realm. So they attach to you. Okay. And so our ancestors can actually attach and a lot of our ancestors are well-intentioned. Okay. And, you know, and you know, are looking out for us, but then when they attach to you, they can, it gives them control. And I've even heard, this is not my experience, but I've heard stories of like, you know, for instance, a, say, say a wife, um, attaches to her spouse who's still living. Okay. And then her spouse passes away and you would think that they would both kind of, that would enable the wife to transition over, but then, then the spouse 
and the wife then attached to their children. And it's not, again, this isn't a scary thing, but it's just, you could be, um, influenced by these attachments and which can actually come in the form of like thoughts. Like you think these are your thoughts, but you are being almost, I'm seeing as like controlled by this ancestral lineage. Okay. The thoughts from your ancestors. And if there are, if these attachments, you know, have been allowed to continue on and on and on. Um, but a lot of the time it's just, again, it's not scary. It's a confused spirit who just needs help to transition. Um, there can also be attachments, um, which are called thought forms. Okay. When the collective thinks the same thought and is buying into the energy of that thought, um, it can create a thought form. And what comes to mind is during COVID uh, predominant thought form was that of fear. And I will be honest, I did in the beginning buy into that. I did. I, I had, I, I had that attachment. Okay. Um, which I did, which Reiki allowed me to release, um, through my own self Reiki and through my trainings, um, I was able to release that, but I was honestly being controlled by like, I, that thought form attached to me for sure. I know. And when we're talking about attachments, I should bring up, you know, how do these, how do they attach and why do they attach? And what happens is they, they find almost like a crack. I could, is a way to describe it, like almost an energetic crack in our aura, if you want to look at it that way, that they can attach to. And the way these energetic cracks form is usually through some sort of trauma that you've been through. Okay. So in Reiki, we call these the unhealthy parts, like that the spirits attach to the unhealthy parts of us. So that's why energetic practices like Reiki are so important because if you were attuned to Reiki, you can give yourself Reiki every day, self Reiki, perform self Reiki every day. And as you do that, you are working to heal those unhealthy parts. You are working to strengthen your aura. And so over time you can build up your aura so that you do not have all of these attachments. Okay. Coming to you. So it's a form of learning. Reiki in itself is a form of protection. And this again is not fear-based. Okay. This isn't, you got to protect yourself and it's so scary. Like pretty much everybody has attachments. Okay. It's pretty rare that people don't have attachments. And again, they're not these scary things that you might've seen in like the exorcist or some movie. Um, it's, this is normal, but attachments can create problems in people's lives and they can affect your vitality and your overall well-being. And that's why it's important to be aware of them and clear your energy and practice proper energetic hygiene so that they are not going to be bothering you. Okay. And it's just so important to take care of your energetic health. So some signs that you may have an attachment might be that you're suffering from chronic pain. You've had chronic pain for a long period of time and you haven't been able to get to the root cause of it. You haven't been able to get to the bottom of it. Um, you may be feeling tired and lethargic, just feeling so off. And again, you've gone to your doctor, you've ruled out any type of other health conditions and you can't find any answers, but this is kind of an ongoing issue. Um, I've heard that people with autoimmune conditions, okay, that there is some type of correlation oftentimes with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, that some of these debilitating chronic conditions 
have a connection to a spirit attachment, because if you have something that is sucking your life force energy, literally tapping into your life force energy, of course, it's going to affect your physical health. Okay. It's going to have an impact. There is a spirit or energy associated with almost every type of illness or ailment. And that can, that spirit can make it difficult for you to heal. Okay. And it can make your condition worse. There's also a correlation between addictions and spirit attachment. And I have seen that in my sessions and in my work and in my trainings, we've talked about this and there, if somebody's having a, you know, a lot of difficulty quitting something, like it could be anything, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, sugar, what have you. Okay. There could be some type of spirit attachment that is preventing you from letting that go. And it's interesting. I had heard somewhere, maybe it was in my training that sometimes you have attachments. Like if, if a spirit does attach to you, you can sometimes take on their vices. And like, also, if you are somebody who is drinking, you know, quite a bit, you may tend to attract more like spirit attachment, like spirit attachments of people who used to struggle from addictions when they were on the earthly plane. I rarely go to bars. I mean, I don't remember the last time I was in a bar, but since I got sober four years ago, I think I've been in a bar a couple of times and it's interesting to go into a bar as a sober person because I know I wouldn't have been in a bar too many times sober uh, prior to my sobriety and I can just feel the energy, okay? For me, it's really low vibrational and I have heard before that entities and you know a lot there's a lot of entities in these bars and like that you can pick up a lot of spirit attachments in bars you won't that's not the only thing you might be picking up but um <laughs> this is just a reminder to if you are going to a bar really amp up your energetic protection um if you are attuned to reiki give yourself some reiki before you go clear yourself at the end of the night because those bars be breeding grounds for, well, not breeding grounds. I don't think the entities are breeding, but there be lots of entity activity going on in some of these pubs. So protect yourself in all ways, people. Always, always protect yourself. (laughs) But back to talking about addictions, you know, if someone, again, is struggling with an addiction, they can notice a huge change. Oftentimes it needs to be paired with, obviously, work like on their, some work on their part, but I have heard stories where one session has released that attachment, that the addiction was stemming directly from the attachment. Oftentimes it's almost like the entity is feeding the addiction. So once you get rid of it, then it enables you to make more positive, um, healthy choices and steps forward to heal your addiction. I should say though, that if you are struggling from addiction, you need to want to release the attachment. You need to set the intention that you want to release, like you want to be released from this contract, from this attachment. And you, you need to want to heal this addiction because if, you know, I know that sometimes people want to heal someone else's addiction. Okay. A loved one is struggling with an addiction and you want them 
to heal. So you, you know, I've had people ask me, can you do this for my loved one? And it's only if they, I need to get consent. I would never do an attachment release on someone or any Reiki session on someone without their consent. Okay. And I like to have a conversation or even just, you know, like, have, have them write to me their intention that they want to release this because if their intention's not there, I'm wasting my time. I'm honestly wasting my time. And that's important to remember with addictions in general or any type of illness. Okay. You can't heal someone else. They need to want to heal. And even when it comes to something like cancer, you would think, Oh, every, of course, every person who has cancer wants to heal from cancer, but subconsciously, they may not. And I know that may sound shocking to someone. I don't believe that, but you would be surprised by some of the subconscious reasons why people don't want to heal. And again, on a conscious level, they feel like they do anything to heal, but you know, sometimes a diagnosis or illness has made them feel safe. Maybe it has enabled them to live a certain type of life. Maybe they're caught in a victim mindset And this either furthers, like it further bolsters their victim mindset and letting go of a diagnosis or an illness that's defined them for a period of time is scary. Okay. It's really scary. And that may sound kind of out there to some people. Like I don't, you know, you might trigger some people. That's ridiculous. If you have cancer, of course you want to heal. I'm talking all about the subconscious here and our subconscious is so powerful. Our subconscious overrides our our conscious mind. Okay. Our subconscious is responsible for 95% of our actions on our day to day. So a person needs to want to heal. Okay. And you can't heal them. And that's with addictions. That's with any type of illness. Okay. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't force that horse to drink. And that person needs to want to heal on all levels. And I believe when you can find that harmonization of body, mind, and spirit and wanting to heal, like all of that comes together for a person and they make that connection, their heart. I don't know. I'm just hearing heart coherence. I don't even know. I feel like Joe Dispenza talks about this heart coherence and I don't even know what that means. And that's just coming into my, into my awareness right now. But when everything comes together and then the person can heal, I feel like you can heal from anything, any illness. I truly, truly believe that anyhow, kind of going a little bit, um, off topic. Okay. Sorry. My mind is blown. I just paused it because I wanted to Google what is heart coherence because it was just coming through. It was like a download for me. And I'm like blown away because it's, I knew that the words weren't mine, like harmonization. I knew, I didn't know what the meaning of this was, but I just looked up heart coherence and it says heart coherence is a high performance and healthy state physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually that brings out the very best in us. The term coherence implies harmonious order, connectedness, stability, and efficient use of energy. So that is like sort of blowing my mind because that's what I was, that's what was coming through my download. I just didn't know. I was basically, I was basically defining heart coherence and had no idea that I was doing it. And that's when I'm in awe of spirit. I'm like, thank you for that download because I sure as heck 
couldn't have come up with that. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm kind of blown away. It's funny how many times like during a session or after a session, I have to Google something because things come through that I don't know what the word means, or I don't understand like the, th- the things that come up. Like it's just wild to me. And that's when I know it's not me. I know that I'm receiving information from a higher source because I have to Google it because <laughs> I have no sweet clue what it means. Anyway, heart coherence. I love it. <laughs> Okay, back to spirit attachments. And I do apologize. I feel like this has been all over the place. There's no clear order. There's no harmonious order or coherence to my episode today, but I'm kind of all over the place. But uh, hopefully you are still with me here, still following along. So again, just emphasizing that a lot of times these spirit attachments these spirits don't have malicious intent they are not scary they are not evil and a lot of times they think they're actually helping the person that they're attaching to when they aren't they never are because they're interfering with your life force energy but and i've heard that even sometimes a spirit can come to help a child or help a person okay who is in crisis and then they remain there after they remain attached after when they are no longer needed So regardless of a spirit's intent, they almost always cause problems. And I've already talked about some of them, but again, if you have physical weakness or illness, mental, emotional, or spiritual dysfunction, like things don't feel right, they don't feel balanced, something feels off, okay, there could be an attachment causing some problems for you. They can create problems within relationships. They can weaken your creative abilities or cause you to feel disoriented okay and again they can make other health conditions worse so that's why it's important to have yourself cleared and just keep up your energetic hygiene so I want to talk a little bit about the difference between an intrusion and an attachment okay and an intrusion is a type of attachment but the difference is the level of consciousness So an intrusion is not conscious. It's not self-aware. There's no consciousness, okay, to this attachment. And a spirit attachment has its own consciousness and is self-aware, okay? Regardless of the consciousness, though, they both can create problems for the person that they are attached to. When you're working with animals, okay, and I work with animals, there are rarely spirit attachments. It's more likely to be an intrusion, okay? And these intrusions can cause a lot of issues for animals, um, which can be seen in behaviors that are like PTSD, uh, a change in their normal behavior. They may not be getting along with the other animals in the house or a person in the house, okay? And especially if the maybe a person has an attachment that could be also affecting their relationship okay it can also uh, manifest in a disease or disease symptoms okay the animal could be acting more agitated or skittish around certain people or in certain places or situations and they may also start displaying kind of destructive behaviors or maybe start, you know, going to the bathroom in the house. 
and you may have seen a behavioral specialist or gone to the doctor, which I do suggest do these things, but if you have not been able to find any answers, there could be an intrusion causing an issue for your animal. So when I'm dealing with animals or with people, I have different techniques and I use the technique that I'm guided to, but they are generally doing the same thing is that they're releasing the spirit into the light where it can be healed. And then I, the Reiki energy is going to be going in to heal the part of the animal or the person I'm working with that resulted in the spirit attachment. Okay. That unhealthy part of you that allowed this, um, entity, this intrusion, the spirit to attach. This is an extremely compassionate, loving process. There's no battle. There's nothing aggressive about it. And it just helps that transition, facilitates that transition where the spirit can heal. And, you know, in all of my sessions, everyone always feels a difference. And if you do get a session with me, Nine times out of 10, I'm going to be doing a release on you just as, you know, I do it as I'm guided to and a lot, I am guided quite often to do it. Just almost see it as a spring cleaning to release any of these attachments. Okay. That you may unknowingly have picked up. All right. Well, I think that's all I, I had to chat about today with regards to spirit attachments. Again, This is not something to be afraid of. I just want to stress that over and over and over again. Do not be afraid. These are very common, okay? Most everyone has spirit attachments. It's just important to be aware of them. And if you have a feeling that you have a spirit attachment, okay, and you you kind of feel that in your body, you have a gut feeling about it, then there is a good chance you probably do. And you may want to look into getting that cleared. Okay. And again, if, if I could assist you in that, if you feel drawn to having an appointment with me, you can discuss how you're feeling with me and we can, you know, there, you can book a spirit attachment release with me, or if you want to book any of my other types of sessions, okay. If you want the Akashic guidance and things like that, you can just put it in the notes that you would like me to do the spirit attachment release. And I will weave that into your session at no additional cost. So if I can support you in that way, I would love to, and I will put my booking in the show notes as always. And if you have any questions, uh, yeah, just email me, DM me, would love to hear from you. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye.